Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. And it is, well, it's earlier than normal. We're, we're recording this on a Monday. On a Monday, because we have a head start on our scheduling because of the holidays. So uh, through miracles of modern technology, we're going to record two back-to-back today and then release them accordingly over the next couple weeks to uh, save us from having to do this over the holidays. Mm-hmm. So um, a bunch of stuff coming up over the next two weeks. Um, this week is our last full week in 2016, so that'll mark December 23rd through the 29th. So we'll focus on chatting about those movies today. Uh, so let's hop right in. First up, we have a rare occurrence of bringing back a movie after a little while, The Eagle Huntress, which we have back for some matinees over the holiday season. Eagle Huntress is... It's strange. I thought it was up for a whole bunch more awards than I thought. It should be. Mm-hmm. Um, no uh, Golden Globe or No anything? Golden Globe. Uh, I keep saying it should be up for an Oscar nomination whenever those come out. Yeah. Uh, if you guys were listening to the podcast... Whenever we had it a couple months ago, it's it's just one of those documentaries of like truth stranger than fiction or a character so good you think it's fabricated. Yeah. But this young woman in this film who is trying to become an eagle huntress and the first in 12 generations and a very kind of masculine society who thinks she shouldn't be doing this. And she's just this like real life hero. Yeah. And you're watching the movie and can't help but just like fall in love with her quest and her. Yeah. And uh, just a simple movie, but just really good. And, you know, it, I, I think helped a lot with the technology we have nowadays because with, like, with drone cameras and, and small mm-hmm. cameras like that because they're doing some footage of, like, the bird and, and, and uh, going through kind of horrible terrain that I'm sure with a 35-millimeter camera might have been a bit more uh, difficult than nowadays. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so I'm glad we got that one back. That's kind of a... a the cliche of by popular demand a lot of people were asking about that one Mm -hmm. and usually we just can't usually we don't have the opportunity to bring something back so nice to have that one back on the schedule did you see that when we had it no i know now i get a chance to see it finally yeah it's really good uh and although it's not a kids film per se it's fine like it's a pg film yeah Uh, actually i think it's g is it g holy cow yeah uh, the, the most that's in it is if you're a bit squeamish, there's a bit of, you know, hunting in it or um, kind of preparing an animal for dinner kind of thing. So there's a couple scenes like that, but that's about as bad as it gets. And, uh, yeah, I think you're right. It is rated G, which, mm-hmm. is, which is a rare rating nowadays. And it is, yeah. P- even like a kid's movie is PG, like a Disney film. But, but yeah, so we have that coming back. Uh, if you missed it last time, do come and check that out on the big screen. And it is uh, a safe one to bring the kids to to check out as well. Um, we also have, on a more uh, family-friendly uh, matinee, we have The Secret Life of Pets, which is the latest animated film from the makers of Despicable Me and Minions, mm-hmm. that giant franchise. Yeah, uh, We had Minions a while back. And it's funny, I'm not the target audience for Minions, but I watched it just because I had that afternoon free. And you can see why five-year-olds love the movie. Yeah. Like, it's just loud and colorful and goofy and slapstick. Uh, this one, I'm not sure if it's an original property or based on a book or something, but the the cast list is insane. Like, it's every comedian out Louis there right C. now. I think is like, he's the lead character? Yeah. The lead dog? And it's, uh, I, I wrote down a little cheat sheet for the podcast today, but it's 
Uh, Dana Carvey's in it, Albert oh, Brooks, nice. Kevin Hart, Jenny Slate, Ellie Kempner, Hannibal Burris, Steve Coogan. Uh, so some of the best comedians yeah, crazy, working today. Crazy cast list. And uh, yeah, so just was like a fun uh, animated film, something to... It's, I'm always happy when we can get stuff like this over the holidays because mm-hmm. people sometimes just want to get out of the house with their kids for an afternoon and come yeah. to a movie. So, uh, so yeah, so both Eagle Huntress and Secret Life of Pets are two... Uh, kids films that you could bring uh, the family to over the holidays Um, then we have a a special our last handful of Christmas films Uh, by the time you listen to this we will have screened A Christmas Story and Die Hard and some Saturday morning cartoons that were all Christmassy but uh, on what I've been I've been saying is Christmas Eve Eve on the 23rd we have Elf the uh John Favreau film starring yep. Will Ferrell, James Caan, Ed Asner, and a, a movie that uh, oh Bob Newhart of course yes that makes me feel very old that that movie is already like twelve or thirteen years old yeah it's become kind of a classic pretty quickly yeah like it, it very like in in the twelve or thirteen years it's been out I think I think it's kind of hit the routine of families watching it every year. Uh, it, it it's really has become one of my favorites. Like I put it right up on my my high list of modern Christmas films, like Scrooge or Muppet Christmas Carol or Christmas Vacation. Uh-huh. Uh, it's an interesting film from a movie geek point of view because it's from John Favreau when he was a bit younger in his career. Yeah, and now John Favreau directed Iron Man, which kicked off the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. which no one really expected at the time. I think even at best they thought Iron Man might be a successful film, but it really gave birth to this Marvel universe we're in for, for two or three Marvel movies every year. Um, and it was Will Ferrell's first leading role, really. Like, he was he was a Saturday Night Live guy, had a yeah, couple of supporting things under his yeah. belt, but this was his first chance. I think, I think that was after the Roxbury movie. <laughs> I think so, yeah. The cinematic classic yeah, Night at the Roxbury. Night at Roxbury. I think he was, he was, it was a bunch of Saturday Night Live films, right? Because he did that. I think he was in Superstar with, with yeah. Molly Shannon. Yeah. And he hadn't done his own film yet. I think Elf was... Like Austin Powers? He was in Austin Powers, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Elf was like his first starring role, I think. Yeah. And, and, and some people... It's like anything in life. But some people... I know some people who just don't like Will Ferrell. So, they can't give what? this movie a chance. I know. I was like, I, I think he's great. But... What I like about it is, is like, he's, you know, sometimes a, a character actor is kind of someone who I even love, like, say, Jeff Goldblum, is always kind of Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, I think Will Ferrell is Buddy the Elf. Like, yep. like he's never winking at the camera. He, no, it's he, sincere. Yeah. yeah. And, and everybody in it, like, a lot of guys, some of them who you don't see on the big screen a lot, which was an interesting little twist, like kind of Ed Asner and Bob Newhart are kind of known as TV guys mostly, but they're so good in it. And yeah, it's just a simple story, but it, it's it's something that I could go back and watch every year. So I'm glad we managed to squeeze this in on a Friday afternoon right before we close up shop for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, Yeah, we'll be closed on Christmas Eve, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Day. Christmas Day, and then back for Boxing Day. Yeah. Um, Oh, Peter Dinklage is in this movie. That's the one I always remember. Oh. This might have been the first time I saw... I can't remember if I saw this first or Station Agent first. But this was him, of course, playing off the gag of being a, uh, yeah. a little person. Yeah. But 
is great, and now yeah, of he's a really good actor, kind of a superstar with yeah, with Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. But uh, and Andy Richter's in it from Conan. But yeah, great movie. Uh, and if you want to come out and see that right before we're closed up for the holidays, uh, that's at one thirty on Friday afternoon, December twenty third, and that'll wrap up our our Christmas offerings for the year. So then, um, it's funny. The other movies we have coming up uh, are a bit more. We have we have uh, some some heavier films the rest of the week for for this Christmas season. Uh, first up is Manchester by the Sea, which is up for five Golden Globes: uh, Best Picture, Actor, Actress, Director, and Screenplay. So kind of like the five. Yeah, this is the new film from Kenneth Longeren, who did You Can Count on Me mm -hmm. with Mark Ruffalo. And Laura Linney, and I forget what his other films are. He doesn't have a deep resume. I was looking at it yeah. just earlier today. He's he's written some other things, mm -hmm. but his his directorial resume is a bit uh, shorter. Uh, this one I just saw. Um, oh, who's uh, Casey Affleck? I saw Casey mm -hmm. Affleck on a couple talk shows talking about the film, and it's it's uh, a, a a Boston guy living kind of a simple life. Yeah, his brother dies, and he becomes the guardian to an older kid, like a 16-year-old. his nephew. So it's a weird situation if the kid can kind of take care of himself, but he's also the guardian. Yeah. And so it's, it's and I've, you know, try to avoid too much. It, it's always that tough task when you're writing stuff to put on Twitter or Facebook to advertise the film to come see at the Mayfair, yeah. but I don't want to read too much because I, I want to watch the movie just like anyone else. But there's some... There's some dark twist to it. There's some, there's some, when he goes back home, it opens up something about his past. Mm -hmm. He meets some people he doesn't want to see anymore. There's something in there. I, I actually heard this movie's really funny. That's what I heard too. When, when, when Casey Affleck was on, I believe I saw him on Conan, and, you know, it, 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 it looks like a heavy film. There's, there's yeah, a death. Yeah, it's about grief. And, grief. Yeah. But he kept on saying, it's always hard to pitch, right? Because nobody's like, hey, come see our horribly depressing movie. But it actually has a lot of, of kind of family-based humor and yeah. and that kind of like this this every man trying to be a dad kind of humor and and some some romance in there so they said like yeah it's not going to be it's not two hours of just sitting there being depressed like it has some heavy moments mm -hmm. but it, it 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 has some good feel good character bits as yeah. well and and i noticed too that matt damon is a producer on the film yes so I think Matt Damon's worked with Casey Affleck more than Ben by far now. It's, well, yeah, because they were in uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, so, so like, he's probably known him for years. Because because Casey and Matt are in the Three Oceans Eleven movies. They did that other film where it was uh, two guys lost in the desert. Remember that movie? Uh, Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. Best fan Sant movie. I didn't see it, but I know I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, and it's just it's. I, I mean the the. The definition of a movie that's not for everybody. Yeah. It's like a 90-minute movie of two guys lost in the desert, yeah. just like talking to each other. But they did that together, and now he's producing this. And there was something else as well. But I think he's worked with Matt like half a dozen times or seven times, and then worked with his brother a couple times because mm -hmm. he did uh, Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like Ben Affleck, but I think Casey is is the better actor. Yes. And I think it's funny that Ben has kind of been leaning more towards and successfully directing yeah. now, um, but yeah. So it's it, and it's and it's a, it, it is typecasting a bit because it is it is another um, 
you know, Joe Job character, Boston, yeah. like that kind of thing that, that these guys have done uh, a number of times. But yeah, so we have that coming up this week. Uh, it is one of the movies. When do the Oscar nominations come out? Um, January? January? Yeah, a few I, weeks probably. Yeah, so pretty soon the Oscar nominations will be out, but I think Manchester by the Sea might be on the, the short list to show up on a couple of those. Oh, and, and Michelle Williams is in it, yeah. who at the age of, what, like 30, already has four Oscar nominations or something ridiculous four? like that? Three or four? Yeah. She has quite a few, and then in the, um, I think it's in the trailer that you could see at the Mayfair. I think they say some critic is like, to, likely to receive her another Oscar nomination. Most likely, yeah. And it's so funny because she's become quite the respected and serious actress, and I just know her from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I just know her, yeah. for, and she's she the movies she does are so. I could be wrong, but I can't think of a light movie that she's done. Everything she's done is kind of, kind of heavy and. and Didn't she do like Oz or something or one of the? Oh, did she? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Because like I, I always because she was like, um, what was the one she did with? Uh, oh, the 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 romantic film that was kind of set in, uh, Blue Midnight. No. Uh, Blue, Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. Yeah. Blue Valentine. Where it's it's a brilliant film, but it kind of shows the cute young romance, yeah. the married life, and the divorce, and it's so depressing. And you watch yeah. it, and it's it, it's kind of one of those critical backhanded compliments where it's so good, but it's so hard to watch, and I can't imagine you'd ever watch it again. Yeah, like, it's, it's a tough one. <laughs> like like I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Elf again, or or tonight at the. After this will happen before this goes on the air, but uh, we're, we have Die Hard at the theater tonight, yeah. and I will watch Die Hard tonight for the I don't know twentieth time, <laughs> you know. And um, it's a Christmas classic. Yeah, but she was so good in that film, and I think that was one of her nominations. And in Die Hard, in Die yeah. Hard, yes, Michelle Williams. Die, that's in the remake. That's John McClane's wife. Yeah, the. Um, but in this one again, like you said, I think there is some humor and lightness to it, but another kind of heavy role. And uh, but she's just excelling at that so much. And, and if you would have said to me this character from Dawson's Creek was going to become that, mm -hmm. you would never have thought that ten years ago or whenever Dawson's Creek was on. Yeah. Um, yeah, because in Blue Valentine, I remember. I remember. It's one of my my favorite Mayfair stories. Of I came to see it with my friend Roxy, and she and I were both single at the time. Yeah. And depressed. Yeah. And she really wanted to see it. She had heard good things about yeah. it. Yeah. And I kind of didn't know what it was. Like, it was, it was, you know, whenever this was, God, like six years ago or however long ago this was. And so we came to see it. And there's parts in it that are just, like, so heavy. Yeah. And she leaned over to me at one point and was just like, I don't know if I can watch the rest of this. <laughs> and at the end, you're just sitting there watching the credits roll. And you're like, is the moral of the story just to not bother? Yeah, is, don't fall in love. Is the moral of the story just <laughs> Don't to, commit. Yeah. And, and so... But, um, yeah, so she, she's in this film again, and it marks what may be, you know, her whatever it is, third or fourth Oscar nomination before she hits the age of 30, which is mm -hmm. an impressive feat. And, uh, and Casey Affleck, who is one of those, he's kind of a, he's subtle. You kind of forget yeah. he's a big, big, successful, yeah. very talented movie star. Then you're like, oh, yeah, you look at his resume, and it's, it's pretty deep. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so check that out this week. Uh, and then our other one is Moonlight which is up for six Golden Globes, mm -hmm. um, Best Picture, 
supporting actor, supporting actress, director, script, and score. Uh, this is a movie that I know little about, but just having seen the trailer, I've seen it. Oh, you seen it? Yeah. It it uh, it looks great. So mm-hmm. you you can talk about it then. It it well, it hops about in time a bit, right? Like it's it's the story of this this young boy. Um, I guess he's living in Florida, and you know he's dirt poor. His mother's a drug addict. Um, he's just he's uh, he's gay, mm-hmm. and he's kind of realizing that at a young age, and he's just bullied, and he only has this one friend, and they have kind of a there's some something kind of romantic underneath the surface of that. Yeah, but it's um, three stages of his life, like when he's like you know uh, a young boy and then. Uh, teenager, and then when he's in his twenties, right. So it's three different actors playing this character. Oh, I didn't they're know. All, okay. they're all yeah. really good. Man, how do you how do you break up awards for that? Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. Is, is it pretty even? Is it like half an hour on each guy? Pretty, yeah, it feels that way. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like separated by like these title cards. I forget what what they say, but it's sort of you know. Oh, I like stuff like here that. he is when he's you know in grade school. Here he is yeah. when he's in high school, and you kind of see his his emotional. Development. Does it hit? What is it? Is it like or lack thereof? I guess. Is it present day and then back to like the eighties or nineties or something? Or uh, no, it's. I, I guess it opens in the nineties. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's really that time specific. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or period specific. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's like in, in, like the first um, act. He's a young boy and he befriends this local drug dealer. Right. Who actually kind of is a good guy and kind of looks out for him is because that, his mother's totally neglectful of yeah. him. Yeah, is that the actor from House of Cards? Yes. Okay, I recognize him. I from forget the- his name, but he's he's excellent in yeah. the movie. And him and his girlfriend sort of become uh, sort of guardians for right. him. Right. But he's also de- he's also dealing crack to his mother. Right. So it's it's you know a weird conflict there. But um, yeah, it's it's just the story of this young kid, and he's just super quiet, you know, um, super shy, and like just struggling with his yeah. his self worth. And uh, uh, the music's great; it's it's beautifully shot. Uh, yeah, and it's one of those movies where there's there's no shortage of good reviews for this movie. Yeah, like when we're writing stuff for for social media or whatever, just everything is praise for this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which often at award season means nothing. There's, there's always those movies that, that people get angry about for being forgotten. Yeah. So I, I, just, I don't know. I hope it's not, but I have a feeling is this movie is kind of a small movie, no real big name actors in it, um, you know, heavy subject a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll either be this, like, this, this um, you know, dark horse in the race or will kind of be forgotten. Uh, it helps a bit now. I was just listening to a podcast where they were talking about the reasoning for when they went to saying up to 10 Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. And it's such a weird thing because you would think you can find 10 good movies in a year. Mm-hmm. So just make it 10 every year. Yeah. But some years, like in the past four or five years since they've done it, like I believe one year it was like six, one year it was nine. Yeah. And there's some mathematical equation to that. But really, what the Oscars are for is to say, Hey, look, we made a bunch of movies. Yeah. Go see them. Yeah. So why not just nominate 10 every year? Yeah. And I remember the first year they did it, if I'm remembering this correctly, it was kind of perfect because you have the five movies that would have been nominated 
And then the next five slots are kind of movies that might not usually make the cut, but are still cool. And it was stuff like Toy Story 3, where uh, like a big successful movie, but something that everybody really liked. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have those other slots to kind of fit in like different kind of movies like that. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that'll help this year with some of those smaller films. But uh, we'll see. And then, and then the Golden Globes are out, but the same thing. There's always... Well, I think Moonlight is nominated. Moonlight's, yeah, Moonlight's up for six in Golden fact, Globes. In there's a movie that we're showing in January that's nominated for a Golden Globe, uh, Neruda. Oh, Neruda, yeah. Uh, the Chile, is it a Chilean film? I yes, think? and it's so that one's up for, I believe, just one, but yeah, it's up for best, best foreign film. Foreign film. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. It's, it's so funny when a movie like that, that's you know, not, not a lot of press behind it, but we've been getting so many people asking about it. And um, so yeah, so th and that's that's still a little while away. Like that's about a month from now. I believe it's January twenty seventh. Seventh, yeah. So, but we, uh, it, it kind of shows how it's cool that we're we're being given the opportunity to screen more premieres and stuff. Uh, that's an Ottawa premiere. So this movie that is nominated for best foreign language film at the Golden Globes and might get the same at the mm -hmm. Oscars. Uh, nobody else wanted to show it, <laughs> and so we get to show it, which is nice. It looks good, actually. It looks really good. It's actually from the director of um, Jackie. Oh, with yeah. With Natalie Portman playing yeah. uh, Jackie O. Wow, or Jackie that's Kennedy. That's like two back-to-back -back movies. Yeah, he's he's got these two movies coming out this year. And I get, I think Jackie is one of those films that that if we get it to the Mayfair, it still could be a few months away mm -hmm. because the, the Oscars always do... Or, Movie distributors often do this thing. They, they've gotten savvy that people have short attention spans. Yeah. So that's why awards, although they're nice and they give us something good to uh, plug when trying to get people to come see the movies by saying award winner, award nominee, um, often it's just this, this short attention span where you will see movies released, like, like now, like, like Manchester by the Sea and Moonlight aren't very kind of festive kind of movies, but they want these movies released in December, so they're yeah. fresh in voters' minds. Yeah. And then they almost don't really feel like a 2016 movie because a lot of movies will get released. I just saw a trailer for something, and it's like released in L.A. and New York on yeah, they, they, Christmas Day. they open them select and have them roll out kind of slowly. Like yeah. La La Land is just getting oh, exactly. all, this, all yeah. this praise, and it's like um, I don't think it's opening in Ottawa until maybe – the first week of January. Yeah, and sometimes that works in our favor because by the time yeah the Oscars roll over, are the Oscars early this year again, like February? I or? think so, yeah. So usually the Oscars are February or March, and there's been a couple of years in the past where it just worked perfectly for us, where we just had, you know, whether, like, you know, uh, uh, a movie like Birdman, just after it won a bunch of awards, and, yeah. and it just is the best time to get it because... It's funny, but some people, which is fine, some people just go to those movies. Like, some people just go, like, oh, these are the ones that the Oscar people said were good? I'm going to those five movies this year. Uh, and it's funny, because there's always some, like, Quentin Tarantino movie that falls into the mix, and people come to see it thinking it's like a Merchant Ivory movie and get offended and <laughs> walk strange. away. No, it's it's it's, it's, it's uh, Well, we showed Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, I yeah. don't remember anyone walking out, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I remember someone being mad at Birdman, having just mentioned Birdman, somebody walking out and... Oh, right. And, and then they're like, I didn't like that movie at all. And you just don't know what to say. You're like, oh, that's fine. That's your opinion. But yeah. somebody likes it. Somebody gave it a bunch of awards. Um, but yeah, so that is our five movies this week. Uh, did we cover all of them? I think we did. Oh, right. Eagle Huntress, Secret Life of Pets, Elf, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. So if you have, we know, we always kind of, 
you know, December is not our best month for, no, for no. attendance. No, because everyone's uh, Christmas shopping yeah. and shoveling. We we bear our patrons no ill will, but everybody's busy either vacationing or not getting out of town for Christmas or shopping or doing exams or so. So it's often kind of a, a slower month, but uh, it'll it'll pick up over the holidays a little bit and in the new year. And uh, so yeah, hopefully if you have a chance to drop by and visit us, um, and then we'll be closed on. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, mm -hmm. and then back on the 26th, and uh, just double check our listings to see what we have of the movies we just mentioned. And uh, yeah, so I'm like, that, that's your that's your two days a year where you're allowed to not come to the Mayfair. Yeah, you, you can you can stay home because <laughs> you can't. Yeah, well, you, you can go watch that uh, little Star Wars movie and then come back. Yeah, come, that, yeah, that, <laughs> hearing things about that, that independent film. Yeah, and then come see it when we have it. it needs for, more attention that movie for March break or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and so be sure to go visit our friends at House of Targ. Uh, I think I mentioned it last time, but uh, if, if you aren't uh, busy doing family stuff on Boxing Day, House of Targ is open on Boxing Day and they're doing their free play that night. So mm -hmm. for five bucks, you can go in and uh, play a whole bunch of free video games and pinball machines, all for five buck cover charge, and have some pierogies, have some yeah. festive vegan pierogies. And um, for our recommendation for um, our Mayfair Book Club this week, which is, what's the address again? It's audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theatre Podcast. So you log on there and you can get a free audiobook. Yeah. I'm not sure if anything is Manchester by the Sea or Moonlight based on a book. I can't remember. I don't think so. I think everything's original this week. So go, go on and find like a Find like Christmas Carol narrated by Michael Caine or something. That, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's on there <laughs> or somewhere. James Mason. Yeah, go, go, go find a nice Christmas book to download uh, on us and enjoy some uh, free Audible trial. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so maybe we'll wrap that up. Um, we're going to record another one right now, but uh, you'll hear that in about a week from when you listen to this one. And I uh, hope everyone has a good uh, Christmas and or other holiday season. Mm -hmm. um, Man, I, I always say, when I was a kid, when I first learned what Jewish was, <laughs> my first reaction when it was like grade school, and the little girl told me she didn't celebrate Christmas, and my first reaction was like, oh my God, your parents are horrible. And then when I learned what, what it was, and the greedy little kid, right, like, wait, you get multiple days of presents? And then I learned that there were some families who, who were like, like uh, of different backgrounds yeah. who might celebrate both, and you would get Hanukkah yeah. and Christmas. And that just was like... That just sounded like the best That's thing in the world to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I had this illusion that, like, every day would be the big thing, you know? Like, yeah. oh, I got an ad ad on one day, and then I got a Castle Grayskull, and then I got a Nintendo. <laughs> and I remember the girl saying to me, like, no, no, I get, like, you know, socks one day and, like, a book the other day, and yeah. then I get a big thing. But, but yeah, I hope, I hope everyone has a great uh, holiday time. We'll, we'll have a couple days off at the Mayfair, and um, I'll be back on um, working on Boxing Day afternoon to quickly switch up the marquee <laughs> and someone's uh, got to do it yeah i get suckered into it but um but yeah and uh, we'll see you uh for one more recording in 2016 before we're into the new year that's right uh thanks for listening everybody see you later bye <laughs>